Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Spirit Storytime. My name is Bunny, and I'm my uh, mission on this channel is to just share stories and share experiences and definitions and pretty much anything to do with anything in the world. Nothing, no topic is off limits. Um, today, I woke up this morning and I was like, what was it that I want to talk about? And what came to me is the idea that every discussion, every experience that we have, like absolutely everything, every book you read, every article you read, every post you see on Facebook, <coughs> excuse me, every uh, movie you watch, every TV show you watch, everything, literally everything, every conversation you have with a person, every interaction you have with somebody, it's all part of the plan. Um, it might seem mundane, it might seem monotonous, it might seem like something that isn't important. And not every single thing is going to be pivotal and important in a change or a growth or an opportunity for learning or healing but every single interaction if you actually look at it and look at the um look at the lessons that can be learned from it you will actually see that it's not just the big things it's not just the you know the breakup of a relationship uh the losing of a friend the passing of a loved one the the car accident the major illness you know it's not it's the loss of a job the it's it's not just those things that change your life and change your perspective on things um think about how many times the people who when you meet them when you first meet someone many of the times you don't know what kind of influence and impact that person's going to have on your life there are some people that you meet just in passing and you may never see them again there are other people that you people that you meet that they become absolutely influential in your life and um they become like family or you know a very close friend and so understand that you never know what interaction is going to lead to where now the specific things that i was thinking about when i was thinking about this uh topic today was how in an interaction with somebody or in a watching a movie or in watching a YouTube video or reading a book or anything like that, <coughs> excuse me, is that sometimes what happens is you, well, not sometimes, pretty much every time I pick out something, I pick out one little line or one little word or um, something that one, one concept of something and it actually sticks with me for a long time. So one of the things that I can definitely talk about is uh, in a, f I don't know if it was my first or second episode, but I talked about 
um, this person that I saw at, uh, an event last June at Guided Gifts in Beamsville. His name is Gavin Ashley and he's an intuitive healer. And I was right in the middle of my discovery of spirit and my, um, you know, figuring out what it is that I that I want to do and what is it that I want to learn and, you know, just kind of soaking in all the information. And I remember I was trying to learn. I'm a person that likes to go by the rules, by rules, like rules is a big thing for me. And I always want to make sure that everything I do is exactly correct. And he was talking about limiting beliefs. And I was, to be absolutely honest, when I went there, I didn't know what to expect. Not only did I not know what to expect, but I was in that state, which I, I kind of still do now, but I was even more in that state of just, I don't know what I need to know. And you know, I, I know that there are times where I've been in a situation where somebody says, well, ask a question. And I'm like, well, I don't even know enough about what I don't know to be able to ask a question. Because if if you don't know enough about the topic, a question isn't going to come up. So that's kind of how I felt with this is, um, you know, there was a lot of times where I just said and I and I was trying to trust spirit a lot more. And so I would say, well, what what would spirit, you know, whatever in, in the first and when he was doing the the full group clearing of the limiting beliefs, he he was doing the you know doing the healing. I had my eyes closed, and I just said to myself like inside internally of course I just was like well whatever needs to be removed you know remove it because consciously like I don't know what is there I don't know what it is that and I trust spirit and I trust that it knows but then when we went to the private reading so he gave us all private readings I had to consciously think about what it was that I was a needing assistance on uh on clearing or or changing and i came up with something because at that time i was stressing out because i had left my conventional job and i was starting to work on opening my own business now i have a virtual assistant business named bunny works um can be found on Facebook and website and all of that. And I'm a virtual assistant. And I was focusing on becoming a virtual assistant for spiritual entrepreneurs. I was extremely excited about it at this time. I had decided it, that I was going to launch the website and work everything off the website. And also what was happening was that I was running out of... Um, EI benefits, employment insurance benefits. And I knew that I was going to be running out of money. 
and I needed to have this business become profitable to be able to put food on the table, to be able to keep the roof over mine and my children's head. So it was a big deal at that time. It was something I was really, you know, really um, focused on. And it was kind of the stressor in my life. Although at the same time, I was having fun. Oh, excuse me. Apparently I'm yawning. Um, I was having fun researching it and, um, you know, developing the website and all that kind of stuff. Well, at that time, I wasn't developing the website and that and that was the whole thing. So when I went there and he said that, I said that the limiting belief that I had was because I know that, you know, when I was a kid, like all kids, I changed my mind about what it was that I wanted to be when I grew up. And it became kind of a sore spot for me because my dad, you know, somebody who I would expect to be a cheerleader, somebody who I would expect to say, oh, that's awesome. You know, yeah, why not? Why can't, can't you do that? That wasn't what my dad was like. And that's okay. Like now that's okay. But at that time, it really hurt me. And I, of course, really wanted the approval of my of my dad. And I didn't get that growing up, or at least not that I was aware of. And so what would happen is like, I loved watching Heart to Heart and Simon and Simon when I was a kid. And those are PI shows. So, and Magnum PI and you know, like things like that. Like I absolutely loved it. So I was like, oh, I want to be a PI. And then what happened was I started watching Matlock and I really loved being a lawyer. I love to talk. I can debate. So I can, you know, I can, so I, I, and I love the idea of helping people. So this was like right up my alley. And I like said that I wanted to do that. And the thing was, whatever it was that I chose, my dad kind of like picked that and I had to do that. Like that was, I couldn't change my mind. Well, at the age of 12 and a half, almost 13, I joined Air Cadets and I really loved flying. And I actually wanted to become the first female snowbird pilot. The Snowbirds is a, is the aerial trick team in Canada. And at that time, they had never had a female snowbird pilot. I loved the idea of being the first female snowbird. And I was like, okay, this is now this is what I'm going to do. My dad was like, but you wanted to be a lawyer. Because, you know, for, like, years I wanted to be a lawyer. And I was like, okay, but, like, I've changed my mind. I want to be a snowbird. And I still remember him saying something almost to the effect of, like, oh, well, that's not going to happen because, like, you don't you don't ever follow through on anything. And while he likely never even remembered that he had done that, to me, that was, that's something that still sticks to me to this day. And so that was kind of the 
the thing that it was that I was trying to release at that time when I was talking to Gavin, because what it was is even though I knew this was a huge stressor in my life that I needed to, um, you know, that I needed to, to clear because I needed my business to be profitable. I actually wouldn't do the website. I wouldn't do the work. And that was a problem because if I wasn't willing to do the work, then how was I going to become profitable? Now, I made it a conscious effort, you know, with my name being Bunny, it's, it's, um, you know, pretty recognizable and pretty searchable on the internet. If you look up Bunny Niagara Falls, you're going to find me on Facebook. And, you know, so that's, it's something that I kind of consciously think about not giving my name out. And I specifically did that this day at this event. I didn't give my name out. I didn't even introduce myself when we went into the private reading area. And I just talked like, cause I mean, my name isn't going to affect how or how effective Gavin can be in clearing. So what happened was he started just talking to me and asking me, you know, for a minute or so, just what it was that I wanted to. And so I started telling him a little bit about my business, that I had a business starting and that I was having a hard time finding the motivation to to finish the website. I mean, I had bought the the URL. I had, uh, you know, gotten the package that I needed on the web hosting site and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But I just couldn't get myself motivated enough to actually do the work. So I said that that was what it was that I wanted to clear because at that moment, the biggest challenge that I had was, or the biggest stressor that I had, I guess, in my life was the idea of an income and, and, you know, making, making money to keep my children and, and everything fed and protected and, and clothed and sheltered. So I said that that's what it was. Well, in my description, I had fallen into the spiritual traps of making sure that a conscious effort on the words that I used and not saying trying. So I said, I said something to him like, I'm trying to make a website. And I said, oh, wait, not trying. I am making a website because I knew, I know that with manifesting, with language, with saying, wanting, trying, those kind of things, that 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 means that it's not happening. And I, you know, listened to all of these things and it was saying, change the way that you talk, change, you know, the words that you use. So instead of saying trying, growing, healing, you say it as if it's already happened. So I made sure, so I corrected myself as I said the thing out loud. I then corrected myself 
you know, because that was the whole thing is that I was becoming aware of the, the words that I was using and how I was using them. And then I corrected how it was that I said it. And Gavin made this remark and I don't even know it. I haven't talked to him about it, but to this day, like, because I, a lot of times when I do talk to people about these kind of remarks that stick in my head, they don't even remember having made them because it was very insignificant to them, but it was, it becomes a very significant moment to me. And that's exactly what happened at this moment. Gavin said, wow, they got you really trained, don't they? And I was like, what? And at that time, I didn't even stop him. My mind just was like, almost like bookmark, you know, star, highlight, come back to that. And we continued on with the clearing and he um, he actually brought up that it was it was some something else. He he saw and felt something else, and it was something about a ch- me being a child and not being safe. Which of course made absolute sense. Those things made absolute sense, and I mean absolutely. You know, I have a lot of wounds and issues and and things and programming and conditioning and limiting beliefs that were ingrained in me as a as a child, and not feeling safe and all that kind of stuff. So. <clears throat> It does make sense that some of those things can be based in that. And again, like I said, at the time, I totally trusted and I still trust that spirit will clear and do and, and, you know, it knows. And I know, like when I say spirit, I mean the spiritual, you know, the source, God, the universe, creator, but also my higher self, my guides, my angels, anything that can help, um, get me on that place where I need to be. And I do believe it's all planned. Uh, You know, we, yes, we do have free will, but I do understand too, you know, I'm going to go off on a little bit of tangent here with the free will thing, but I know, you know, people say, well, I don't have free will. I would never, I would never, you know, want to experience this. And what I more believe, and I've heard it said by a few people, is the higher self is where the free will exists. The So the plan that the higher self makes before you come down to the earthly plane, the physical plane, the physical reality, the higher self, the connection up in, in source, the the you know, the true connection to source, that's who gets the free will that says, yeah, let that happen. No, we can't have that happen. That kind of stuff. So I really do, you know, believe that because a lot of other times when people are like, well, no, I wouldn't do that. And I wouldn't do that. That's your ego talking because your ego is the one that experiences the suffering. Your soul, your spirit, the you know, your higher self, your connection to to source is not the one experiencing the suffering. That's the one learning from the suffering, learning from, it's your conscious mind that has to make that up. So now back to, back to kind of what, what Gavin said. So it's really funny because like I said, that's a very short little interaction that was 
so small of the whole night. So, you know, and um, the whole thing about me not saying my name and being very specific about that was that the next day I got, <laughs> I got a friend request from Gavin on Facebook and I, at first I didn't see it. I just saw that I had a friend request, but I had a, an issue with my mobile app where it would show me the notification, but it wouldn't show me, it wouldn't load who it was on my phone. And I don't use a computer very often. So I was like, yeah, that's fine. Whatever. I don't have to re respond to it right now. I can wait. Oh, excuse me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and I said, I can wait. I don't have to respond to this right now. So I responded to it or I checked it on it much, much later. And I was actually kind of surprised because I did not say my name. And again, like I said, I knew that, say, you know, looking up Bunny and Niagara Falls, it's pretty easy to find me. Even just looking at Bunny, you can find me. Um, you know, it might be a little bit more difficult, but you can find me. And I generally have my own picture as my Facebook profile. So, it, it, I mean, it's pretty easy. And I remember I messaged my friend Maggie and I said, did you tell them my name? <laughs> because I was like shocked that he was able to find me because I was like, that that's so weird. But then I remembered I checked in on, uh, on Facebook, on the event page. <laughs> so probably how he found me. It doesn't take a lot of detective work to look at who was on the Facebook, Facebook page. So, but it was, it was just really funny because at that time, because I knew, I consciously knew that I did not say my name. I didn't say it at all that night. I didn't say it in the, in the group of people. There's a lot of times, and this is how I can say it. When I say my name, because my name is Bunny, first of all, some people will hear it as Bonnie. So I usually correct them on that. The second thing that happens when I say the name Bunny is usually... Or the other thing, not second thing. But the other thing that happens is usually people go, oh, bunny, that's an interesting name. Or I have to say bunny or I'll say bunny like a rabbit. And so I'll get a response from that where I've had one person one time at my one of my favorite places, Frioli's. <laughs> a shout out to uh, Frioli's. Um, and I said, bunny like a rabbit because they asked for your name for your order. And I said, bunny like a rabbit. And I do like a up and down motion with my hand. And he said, what other kind of bunny is there? And I just smiled and went on with my day. But I really wanted to say, well, like, it's just because a lot of people hear it as Bonnie. So I just wanted to make sure that he had bunny instead of Bonnie. So anyways. So to get back to today's, you know, topic of for the podcast is that, <coughs> excuse me is that, like I said, Gavin said that one little thing to me. Boy, they have you trained. Like, so, and it just made me realize that I replaced one belief with another. And that second belief, while in the spiritual community, makes a lot of sense to me that moment he said that it made me look at and aware of what I was doing. 
And it's not to say that the words that you use aren't important and the language you use isn't important. I now, a year later, almost, have come to realize that the the universe uses energy. It's the universe is energy and manifesting and connecting on a vibrational level, you know, um, coming together on a vibrational level, kind of like meets like all that kind of stuff. It happens on the energy level and the words that we use, like trying, healing, that kind of thing. It's not really the it's not really the universe hearing that exact word. It's the energy behind the word. Your conscious mind and subconscious, depending on how often you're repeating it, is the one that's hearing it. Your subconscious with the words, though, is also pointing out where you are at that time. So... At that moment, when I was talking to him, my development of my spiritual beliefs and spiritual growth was I was trying. I was healing. I wasn't healed. I was growing. I was continuing to grow. I I hadn't grown yet. I was in the process of doing it. So that verbiage for me at that time was coming out of my mouth and it was expressing exactly where I was at that moment. And when he said that, that because of what he does, because he looks at and heals, he's an intuitive healer for a lot of limiting beliefs. To me, that had a bigger impact, him saying that. Because it was pointing out to me the the opportunity to look at a part of me that I had not realized was there. So that's what it was. I was taking that opportunity and have been taking that opportunity to understand what it was that he said to me that, that day. And like I said, that was like 11 months ago. You know, I've I've been, it's been something that's kind of, stuck in it it pops up every once in a while it's like in the back of my mind and all of a sudden it'll pop up every once in a while and be like and and it just makes me go okay wait a second look at this take a look take a look at what's happening is this is this okay is this what you want is this or are you just falling into that trap again of doing things for doing things sake um i know a lot of (coughs) excuse me a lot of people will say things and and when you do the learnings and you do the teachings and you know when you're when you're searching outside of yourself for the answer and you say you know you you say i i am that i like i spent the entire year 2019 my facebook status every day sometime in the morning 
sometimes it had to be a little bit later if I forgot, but, but usually when I woke up, I said, okay, what is my I am statement of today? And I kept them down. I recorded them all 365 days. And I say 365 days because there's actually a few days where I did two or three because, you know, because I wanted that day. That's what it felt like. And I purposely, soulfully did that. And I kept them in a list. And at first, my idea was, you know, I'm not going to repeat them. I'm going to do a different one every single day. Or, you know, I could come up with 365 things that I am and positive things that I am. And I did come up with a lot. But the thing was, I repeated myself. So I would get mad at myself and go, oh, you repeated yourself, you know, just three days ago, you used the word pride and now you're using it again. And, and so I was like, oh, you know, that kind of stuff. But then I was like, you know what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if I repeat myself. That was just something that the ego, you know, some little hoops and some little tricks that my ego wanted to put on this to make it interesting, to make it fun, because only the ego gets bored. Spirit never gets bored because spirit is in the present moment. And in the present moment, nothing's boring because you have nothing to compare it to. It's just the ego that gets bored. And that's something that I just heard <laughs> for the power of words that I heard yesterday in a workshop with Aaron Abke and his girlfriend or partner, Silvana. Unfortunately, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, so I'm not going to say it. But you can find him on Facebook, on YouTube, on Instagram. And you can find her as well through that. And so we did a workshop on relationships and self-love and self-growth. And listening to them and they something got brought up about being bored in a relationship and I forget which one of them said it I forget if it was Aaron or if it was Silvana and said only the ego gets bored and it's true as soon as it was like it was that was a wallop that was a a, a good thing to think about is the fact that only the ego gets bored <coughs> so I had done these um you know put these these things on myself as, as a, as a spiritual practice, I had chosen this. I listened to so many things and people say, and I, I discussed this on, um, you know, my meditation episode at meditation part one is that most spiritual things and everything will say, meditate, meditate, meditate. And for me, it was like, and you can hear it even when I say it, I'm like, meditate, meditate, meditate. Cause it sounds very robotic and very, you know, no big deal like it's just uh just do it do it do it and I had problems meditating but I what I had even more problem with was the idea of meditating for a goal meditating because if I meditate every day for 30 minutes a day then I will become enlightened throw that out the window because honestly, I'm enlightened anyway. <laughs> and I believe that every single person is enlightened. So there's like this separation now of enlightened people and 
or awake people, ascended people, high vibrational people to asleep people, to, you know, not enlightened people, not awakened people, um, not ascended people. And that's not true. That's not true. There are just people at different levels of, you know, awareness of, and and when I say awareness, that's even, that's all a conscious thing. But looking into an understanding that everybody's at the exact level that they need to be. And not only that, but talking to people or experiencing people who aren't at the same level as you, aren't at the same understanding, you're still going to learn things. It may take a small little experience. Like you don't know where you're going to hear the the little thing that's going to resonate with you. And the whole point of my podcast today is that I have picked up resonating things that resonated with me messages that I've received from what I say is spirit higher self all that kind of stuff I have picked those up from places that I never I wasn't even looking and they showed up or in ways that I didn't I that wasn't the intention but in the big picture I believe that that's always the intention there are I have a spiritual group we do meditations at my friend Maggie Morris's house every every Monday. Well, we did. <laughs> now she does it online, uh, Whispers of Wisdom. And she holds a meditation every Monday at, at 10. But, but what we were doing before is we would have pe- us at her house. And we would sit afterwards. And we would have coffee, tea, a dessert usually provided by Maggie and her amazing baking. And we would sit and just talk. And it's a group of spiritually minded women, individuals, who would have interesting things to, t- to say. Um, I believe I'm the youngest one who attends, now that I'm thinking about it. I'm the baby of the family. Um, but that oh no alicia comes too so so there is one that person that's a little bit younger um than me but for the most part uh for the regular people i'm the youngest but not not by like a huge amount and i've always uh you know been comfortable in groups of people that were older than me and we will sit and talk and express opinions and express understandings and express teachings and you know we're all at different levels of understanding or on our journey on our path of discovery but at the same time none of us treat any of us like we're better than or worse than anybody else we're all at the same level we all understand that it's important to maintain that because we're all coming at this lovingly and 
Yes, there are people who challenge people's ideas and people's teachings and people's understandings. And in the challenge, I actually am very grateful for that. Uh, because that's when you, you actually start to formulate the ideas being bigger and the ideas being something more realistic and more solid. And, oh, I just remembered, also Karina comes too, and she's also younger than me. So, um, but, yeah, so listening to and communicating with, there will be moments where, like, I don't even want to leave the room to go to the washroom. Or if I need to leave to go, I needed to leave to go to an appointment. I didn't want to do that. And I came to understand that the discussions that we had, while they're amazing and, you know, but I'm always present for the ones that I'm supposed to be present for. I'm always, like, I've been in the washroom and I could hear somebody, you know, the conversation happening. And I so badly wished I was in that conversation. But I also understood that at that moment, I didn't need to be. The same thing happened with one of my friends. Um, she had, I guess she had told me about uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer. And she must have told me about it, like, six months to a year before I said to her, hey, I came across videos of Dr. Wayne Dyer. And she said, yeah, I told you about him. And I said, oh, well, I'm sorry. I, I don't remember that. And she goes, well, I did. And it's like, okay. <laughs> like, I, I didn't say you didn't say it. But obviously at the time that she was sharing that with me, it didn't register in my consciousness like it didn't it didn't give me the ping it didn't give it didn't it didn't pop it wasn't the neon sign and actually what happened with that that actually helped me <laughs> I'm rambling now but that's okay um uh, this is what I do and I go off this is how I tell stories um so what actually happened was that that actually became full circle because in me understanding the point of view of the person who who didn't hear it, who didn't recognize it, it helped me understand that when I've told somebody, and my biggest one is my mom, and happy Mother's Day, Mom. <laughs> um, when I've told my mom something, and then, like, a month later, my mom says, so Mel told me blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, I, I already told you that. I told you that last month. Like, and I would kind of get upset because there was more behind it than that. It was, it was, you know, my little child, my little girl, the little girl inside of me, the daughter of this woman saying, like, look at me, I'm important. And, you know, tell me that I'm special and tell me that, you know, I'm smart and tell me that I'm good. And when she wouldn't acknowledge that I said something, but gave credit to somebody else having brought that to her consciousness, that little girl went, wait a second, but what about me? Like, I'm the one that told you that and you didn't believe me when I said it and 
you know, I could see probably like, like the little temper tantrum and the little angry fists and the, you know, like saying like, what about me? But in, oh, geez, in remembering that interaction I had with Stephanie, where I was the person who didn't remember the topic being brought up to me because at that moment I wasn't ready for it it made me understand that when I told my mom something and she wasn't ready for it that it wasn't anything wrong with me and I shouldn't have taken it personally because she wasn't doing that to hurt me there was nothing in that interaction that was incorrect. And the fact of the matter is, I should have, or I could have, instead, celebrated that my mom had now come to that understanding. And that was something that we now had in common. Because clearly I believed it if I had told her that a month ago. Clearly I understood it and I believed it. So now we could have discourse on it and now we could have an understanding on that and now we could have compassion and acceptance and you know that that's where so so the lesson for me in that is is completely that is you know not taking things personally because I didn't make it up even the things that I would tell her it wasn't like I said well this is my thought or this is my idea and you know nobody else can come up with that idea because that's that's not even what I believe at all um you know I do believe in the in the consciousness and in the collective consciousness of humanity and of the universe and we tap into all of that so I don't believe that there's any idea or any any words or any anything that is solely one person solely belongs to one person I do firmly believe you know that it can be channeled through anybody and at that time when it is even if it doesn't have a huge impact like uh, I'm gonna bring up Maggie again she says that when she has spirit telling her something when there's something that spirit needs her to know she will see it or experience it at least three times before it'll get in there and I think it's more the fact of before her conscious mind goes oh that's what you're trying to say to me it doesn't always take that long for me. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe I just don't recognize it. But she has the conscious, um, you know, the conscious awareness at least, you know, three times. So maybe the same thing happens with other people. Maybe the fact that I put the basis down there of whatever it was that I was telling my mom. So that when Mel tells her a month later it clicks you know that little switch gets that's turned on that little light bulb gets turned on we communicate and we absorb a lot a lot i've learned lessons spiritual lessons from comedic tv shows um 
you know, gotten quotes, gotten, and you don't even realize it. But again, it's where you are at that moment. So pretty much that's, that's what we're going to look, what I'm going to look at, what I'm going to work on more is understanding and recognizing that everything is a message. Nothing is wasted. And it's all important because nothing holds any more importance than anything else. So everything is important. Every single thing. And it all holds the same importance is what I should say. And because I'm looking at it from the love, from the higher today at this moment it's all important is the way that I wanted to say it because that word holds it up but honestly it's all just the same there is no high there is no low it's all absolutely the same yes even when somebody is expressing their trigger Expressing their feelings, expressing their wounds, expressing their hurt by an angry word. That's still important. Because they need to express every being, every everything. is the, Its sole purpose is to express. So... God, the universe, source, creator can know itself. So it needs to express what on your end as a receiver of the expression is you have the opportunity to you're either going to get triggered or not. And if you get triggered, that's triggered with gratitude, that's observing, assessing, okay, what is this doing to me? I'm triggered here. Why am I triggered here? What is this? Oh, this is because this is bringing up a memory of, uh, you might have a specific memory, you might not. Might be a feeling, might be a knowing, might be something else, might be a fear, might be, it's something. And, oh, there it is. Okay. I see you. I got you. You don't need to be hidden away anymore in the shadow. It's okay. Here you go. And that's it. So... Today's episode is a little bit longer than I intended, a little bit longer than, uh, you know, than I thought it would go, but that's okay. That's the way that it works. And there might be a lot of rambling, but who cares? I generally don't even listen to my podcast afterwards because my conscious mind can become hypercritical. And it's not about that. It's about just being me and just letting it go and letting it be so thank you very much uh for listening and 
for experiencing Spirit Storytime for today. Um, you know, I'll, I'll chat at you again next week. <laughs> My name's Buddy. Bye-bye.